Welcome to An American's Guide to Bollywood, where today we're talking about Prem Ratan Dhanpayo, a romantic comedy about an actor who fills in for a prince and has to fool his fiancée. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is the third in our romantic comedy series. That's right. Doing what, controversially, I think, Salman Khan does best. I like him in romantic comedies rather than action. Or at least playing someone who's a bit of a simpleton. Because this yeah. was basically the same part he played as in Bajrangi Bajan. <laughs> Which came out the same year. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, no, it's yeah, that is that is so funny because I didn't think about that, but they are very similar. Yeah, I also really like his romantic comedy Um Apke Hain Kun from '94 with Madhuri Dixit. Um, I really liked that one. Well, this is the same director, so <laughs> <laughs> and he's also named Prem in that. Guess what? This movie was the 14th time he's been named Prem. In a movie. Oh, that's so, so it's funny. basically that's like, like Raj yeah. is to SRK. Yeah, that's really funny. I know. <laughs> so yeah, maybe I also just like this director. Yeah, well, and Salman Khan got his start <clears throat> in romantic comedies. It wasn't until he, he got older and his career started floundering that he got into action movies. He did, and you can tell because he has bulked up so much. And it's so weird because when most people look different as they age, but they don't look different like that. Like, he just looks like, I don't mean this in a bad way. And of course, it sounds terrible. But he looks like someone stretched a picture of him. <laughs> like, even, like, his neck and his face are bigger. I mean, it's... No, I can see that. Yeah. And it's also weird because, again, he looks so different, but he's also playing, like, exactly the same kind of role. Right. 20 years later. Yeah. Um, it's I movies mean, like DeBang that are a little bit more different. But he also doesn't choose movies that require as much range as some of the other actors we've seen. He doesn't, and I don't know that he has that range, so I think that's great. Yeah, you know, I think he knows... at what he does. Right. I think he knows what he can do, because he's either playing the guy from the cop from DeBang or he's playing this guy. Yeah, exactly. Which is Those awesome. are kind of his two parts as yeah. far as I can tell. I but I've also those. haven't seen tons of his movies. But. but this movie, I found a treasure in love. If I, the thing is, this is one of those times when it's better to not know the name of the movie because if I had known that was the name of the movie, I never would have watched it. Yeah, um, the movie title was apparently kind of like a weird thing for everyone, <laughs> even people who spoke candy, because there was a whole thing about like all the actors are like, well, the title means, um, it means, I guess, uh, it's about love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is more of a fairy tale romance than some of them, even though it's set in the modern day. Very much so. It actually is centered around one of India's royal families. India has several royal families that are still in existence. They have no real power, um, but they're often kept track of, you know, famous, successful businessmen mm -hmm. that are kept track of in the public eye. So this is centered around them, although I feel like there's an implication given that he does have some sort of, like, governmental power. It and and they may have, like it. I think they have local influence, like, a lot sure. of local influence, but, like... 
he wouldn't have any, like, this would mostly be pomp, pomp and circumstance. But it's funny because it does feel like he's, like, actually a king. Right. He could do stuff. No, he yeah. can't. That's why all of his problems <laughs> are centered around his family. Yeah, they are. Okay, so the way they do, they say it is that it's based on the South Korean movie Masquerade, which is based on the Prisoner of Zenda. But, like, they're all just based on the Prisoner of Zenda. Although, interestingly, Masquerade is a period piece. That's funny. Yeah. Now, what's the Prisoner of Zenda, for those who don't know? The Prisoner of Zenda is a novel by Anthony Hope. And, like, when I say novel, like, novella, it's real short. And it's just the story of a man who goes to a foreign country and he winds up he finds out he looks exactly like the crown prince who has gone missing. So he gets roped in by the advisors to take the place of the crown prince because an important event is coming up and no one can know that he's missing while they look around for him. So he, you know, meets his beautiful fiance and all that. So it's, it's very similar. Yeah. The end is different, but sure. Probably worse. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) So similarly, old Salman Khan and his brother are, as Salman Khan so frequently does, he's involved in a religious production. Yep. He's, uh, he's, weirdly, though, he's the narrator. He's the narrator, which is very weird. Normally they, they're playing Ram. Right? Yeah, but he's the narrator of the Ram Leela. And he's always so religious and so funny. Yeah. Um, Although it's the wrong religion. I know it is. He's yeah, for him, he's, he's never he's never super Muslim religious no. in these movies because that would not play well. And then he's got a huge crush on Sonam Kapoor's character, who is a princess. That's right, mightily. I suppose a princess <clears throat> of another royal family in India. I don't know. I don't think that's required that they marry princesses. I don't think so, but it, she's she is. Yeah, yeah. But she mostly does charity work. Yeah, and don't worry, please don't worry that she's not 20 years younger than Salman Khan, because she is. At this age, <clears throat> anyone playing opposite the cons are... They're at least 20 years yeah. younger. <laughs> They're just getting to a range where they can't pull it off as well anymore, but they did surprisingly well for all of their 40s. But that's not stopping them. Now, <laughs> to be fair, I don't hold people to strict rules about how, how far apart or close together the actors have to be, <clears throat> because... I have seen too many old Hollywood <laughs> movies. Okay, yeah. It's, and once you see Sabrina, you I mean it's out the window. Like you just can't. It's a good movie. I know it is. I know. But I think even if they were closer in age, you would never get Humphrey Bogart and Audrey Hepburn to look like they were similar ages or no, appropriate. He's been old forever. Yeah. Um, and speaking, she was always young. Right. Speaking of old forever, the advisor to the prince yes. is Anupam Kerr. And he's amazing. Of course, he's everyone's dad. He was the dad in DDLJ, uh, the dad in Bend It Like Beckham. He He's all over the place. And he's, and he's been in a lot of English language things. Mm-hmm. His English is perfect. He is a really great actor. He's only 10 years older than Salman Khan. That is hilarious. They look much farther apart, <laughs> which at least excuses the casting from being quite as bad as in the 99 movie where he played... Anil Kapoor's dad, <laughs> he is one year older than him. And and believe me, they did not look like they should. They looked the same age. And Anil Kapoor is getting with uh, Kajol, and you're like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> but he was very good. 
So the prince goes, the, the, the prince has a tumultuous family life. He's got two sisters and a brother, all yes. half siblings, who they all don't get along for various reasons. Mm-hmm. And, and the prince is quite stern. Yes, yes, he is. Very serious, but Worst a very black polo a player and fencer. Yes. Because he's very fancy. Yeah, those could never be the sign of someone who's an absolute tool. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> the thing is, you kind of expect for him to be an absolute tool, but the way they resolve the movie, yeah, it's he, obvious that, that he's he not isn't. supposed to be. He isn't, actually. He's yeah. been kind of formed into this by circumstance. He's just very proper and rigid. And yeah. Also an overachiever. So his brother, though, is plotting against him. And so this is the guy who... We watched Johnny Goddard, didn't we? Oh, we didn't? Never mind. That's why I won't mention. Um, So his brother is plotting against him. And his brother... Who, who, by the way, this actor has won an award for best villain. And it's just because of his face. Like, you look at his face and you're like, oh gosh, he's evil. (laughs) Well, his first role, which was in a movie called Johnny Goddard, which is an awesome movie that we'll watch sometime, is actually, he's an anti-hero. Nice. So I think he's always kind of... Well, he he also got best debut. So, yeah, that was he yeah. won an award for it, rightfully mm-hmm. so. That director is amazing. <laughs> but his brother's plotting against him and winds up severely injuring him before his coronation, but not killing him. Shockingly so. I don't understand how that happened after he fell off a cliff that was incredibly high. Plot magic. <gasps> You're right. Also, this guy should not take carriages places. That I feel like is a good rule. Of they fun. like only take carriages places. Yeah, though. they do. Yeah. Again, very fancy. It's true. It did look very fancy. So he's out of commission, but Prem is in the city to give his money directly to the princess that he's raised for her charity. That's right. And And he's made a pit stop to buy buy gifts and offerings for her because she's his goddess. And someone says... Oh, hey, that guy just bought all the watermelons up. He's a a, a something security for the royal family. And he's like, ooh. (laughs) Hey, sir, roll down your window. Can I have an audience with the princess? I think he asks. And the guy is very bold. Amazingly. And the guy is like staring at him. He cannot believe that he looks exactly like the prince. And he's like, yeah, okay, get in the car. (laughs) And they're like, wow, really? Thanks. Yeah, so because he's an actor, he's able to take the role of the prince, although he's conflicted about it because he doesn't want to lie to the princess. But he's convinced of the rightness of it. Yes. So then it's him getting thrust into this role, but he doesn't have all the rigid proprieties that the prince does. And so he winds up fixing a lot of his family problems. Which is good. He and uh, the real prince and the princess are fundamentally just personality mismatch. Right. Um, And they haven't gotten along that well or communicated very much before. And she wants to make it work, but she's like, I don't know if this can work. Yeah. So he goes in and he shakes things up. And in almost like back-to-back musical numbers sometimes, there was a lot of singing and dancing in this. So one of the best... There were three... There were five songs in the first hour, (laughs) if that tells you anything. And some of them are pretty short, but there's so many songs. And they do slow down, of course, as the movie goes on. Yeah. But... One of the best things about this movie is that it feels very old-fashioned. It does. So this is a I movie... I mean, it's not, not hurt by all the carriages, and every right. car you see is very old-fashioned. Well, so the cars came with the, the palace. Did they? Yeah, so that car collection is part of that palace's, you know, ownings. 
It should be. They look great together. Right. So, so they just used that because it was available. There you go. But he, it has a very old fashioned feel just in the way the movie is made. These mm-hmm. days, a lot of Bollywood movies really just are so influenced by Western movies mm-hmm. that it feels like they've lost like the Indianness of them. Yeah. Which, I mean, they're still good. But if you are watching Bollywood because you're like, I want singing and dancing and I want wackiness and I want, over-the-top romance, and I want, you know, all these things. Yes. You come to expect in Masala movies, I and then they the don't make those anymore. I want heartfelt family reunion scenes. Yes. I want men crying left and right. Yeah, that's what you get. India did not seem to like this movie very much, and guess what? Well, They're it, wrong. It made all the money. It made a lot of money, but it has terrible ratings. Well, that's unfortunate. And I don't think the critics were fans. I think they were like, it's been done before. Guess what? Do it again. I love it. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'll watch... I'll watch the same movie over and over I'll again with a different cast and slightly like different, <laughs> yeah. different backdrops. I've seen Hugh Grant in two different movies before. <laughs> I'm okay with seeing the same thing over and over again. Ooh, harsh burn. Well, I like it. <laughs> well, it wasn't, wasn't that hard. But it also feels like a family movie. So even by American standards, so. if you watched this with your family as like a Disney alternative, it would be perfect because it's it fits all of those boxes, including the singing and dancing. Oh, if you had told me that this was a Disney movie, I would believe you partially because I have seen Disney Indian movies, one yeah. of them starring Sonam Kapoor. Yes. Uh, it felt very wholesome. There is action and intrigue, but it's... It's super kid-friendly. It's The villains are almost cartoonish. That's the thing. It's engaging, but part of it being engaging is because they're so over the top. There's no right. blood. There's no anything like that. And it's strong on family. You know, the importance of family, how families all need to get along, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I think, honestly, if I was going to recommend a movie to a family that with kids, like, to get into Indian movies, this would probably be the one that I'd recommend. There's even a scene where he's winning over the youngest half-sister with, like, a soccer match. And, I mean, she seemed, she's a teenager. Um, you know, that seems so relatable and fun for kids, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. And they're not going to think about the plot holes. And it's entertaining enough, I think, that... The adults won't care about the plot holes because you right. accept it for what it is. This is a fairy. This whole movie is a fairy tale. It's mm-hmm. not meant to make sense. It's not meant to be logical. It's meant to see how the guy gets the girl mm-hmm. and how all the problems get solved with yeah, a little exactly. bit of magic and a little bit of love. <laughs> yes. And that's all it is. And if you go into it expecting anything more than that, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. That's the thing. There are lots of movies that I, lots of Indian movies that I recommend that I'm like, this was good if this is what you want. Right. Yeah, you have to have your expectations set when you go in. And that's true for lots of rom-coms. It is, but normally we've seen the advertising, we know who the actors are, we are part of the cultural buildup that produces the movie. Exactly. And so, so when you don't we think about it. Right. So when you see a Hugh Grant movie, you know what it's gonna be and yeah. you know who he's gonna play in it, and you you're fine with it. Yeah. But when you just get this movie from a completely foreign culture that you've never heard about before and starts a bunch of people you don't know, you're gonna be a lot more critical sometimes. Definitely. For me, now, having gotten into it, it being in another culture actually makes it easier for me to watch rom-coms and suspend my disbelief. Yes. Because I can't see all of the 
details where it's crazy. I mean, I can't, I can, but like part of you can be like, I don't know, maybe that's not as weird in India. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. The super over the top stuff in an yeah. Indian movie, I will accept yeah. in a way that I'm, I'm you roll your eyes extremely at skeptical. A, yeah, exactly. But I have to say, I think watching Indian movies has made me more tolerant of some of the stuff that happens in American movies. <laughs> it, it, totally, it totally has. I mean, it shows So, you like, you know, if this wasn't an Indian movie, I wouldn't think twice about it. And it kind of shows you the value of stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, that stuff has its place. It doesn't all have to be... And again, like, Indian movies, too, they don't all have, all have to be Lagan. Right. There are amazing Indian movies, and I am the first one to jump in and be like, guess what? Not all Indian movies are like that, right. but the ones that are, I love. Right, yeah, and that's when I'm like, I've become too cynical of a movie watcher. I should just let this pass. <laughs> yeah. So that's all for non-spoilers. We'll do spoilers after the interval. So one of the things that makes this really have like a Disney family movie feel to it is the fact that the brother is also redeemed at the end. Oh, I had forgotten that actually. So I I had more of a sense memory of this movie than anything else. Right. And I was like, what happens with a brother at the end? Like, surely that like... What happens there? But like, yeah, like does no, he fall just... off the waterfall and die? Like, what's the no, deal? No, completely nope. redeemed. Relationship one hundred percent repaired. He's one hundred percent trustworthy again. Right. If only he hadn't been led astray by his what financial advisor. I've, I've forgotten who that, that guy was. That guy like ran the household because the secretary, the prince's assistant, said that. Like, what if the younger brother finds out that you're the one who never approved any of his expense requests? Okay, so. And it's, like, laughably cartoonish thinking about how this brother, like, actually conspired to have his brother killed, but he gets off scot-free. Because I'm like, there's no normal person that's like, you know what? Killing my brother is a really good solution to this problem. (laughs) I know. I need more money. Yeah. I mean, again, there are people who, who do that, but, like... Again, this isn't the Munsters. Like, it shouldn't be your your go-to solution for any problem is murder. Right. I think in an American movie, what probably would have happened was that even though it had seemed like it was the brother that was plotting against uh-huh. it, he had been framed. Or it would have been that the the guy who ran the household had told him much worse things like, had told him lies. Right. Where he had thought that he needed to protect the country by killing his brother. Right. Yeah. But one of the two. Yeah. (laughs) Like, this kind of middling, like, well, you know, I did plot to kill you. I did see that as a viable option. And it was mostly for money and, like, some a little bit because my feelings were hurt, but... But mostly the money. (laughs) After that uh, lookalike came in and said those things he said... I just knew that that was exactly how you felt somehow. Surely, yeah, surely, surely we can put it all behind us. That's my other thing is I'm like, you know, the sisters. So the brother, at least in his whole like reconciliation bit, the real prince was around. And so he was acknowledging like, yes, this man is like saying things that I'm thinking. But like the sisters, I I don't know how I would feel if I showed up. I guess he, he showed up and he was like, oh, that was an imposter the whole time. But like, I am fine with you guys like... 
being a bigger part of my life. Not just that, like having a part ownership in everything. They tore the papers up, though. Oh, they tore the papers up? I didn't remember that. I mean, presumably they'll still have, like, a part ownership in whatever they are interested in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that the, the implication, I think, is that the prince wanted that type of reconciliation, but he didn't know how to do it, and he was too rigid to facilitate it. Right, because at the beginning... Well, mm-hmm. and he really... The, so the actor really had to abase himself a lot. Prem yeah. Really had to abase himself a lot in order to even get past the initial hurdle of them. Because we see in the beginning the prince going to visit his sisters and she's like, great, let me go get my lawyer. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, I just want like a friendly sibling visit. And she's like, nope, let me get my lawyer. Yeah. But he, who I guess lives there. I don't know. He's there all the time. Everything's a huge house. So, But Prim was willing to humble himself to unusual, like in a way that the prince never would have been able to. Yeah. To get past her hostility. Yeah, exactly. Because she was so hurt by the fact that the king had allowed their mother, his mistress, to be relegated to this palace, basically after, like, an accident with the two kids where someone almost got hurt. Well, yeah, so the king was a terrible father. He really was. And it's so funny because he's billed as this loving father who loves his kids so much. And I'm like, okay, part of love is giving people what they need and putting your foot down when some people's moms are being terrible to other people's moms, especially if you had kids with both of them. Also, arguably, you should not build a palace made entirely of glass and mirrors for your young children to play in. I don't want to make any judgments about people's understanding of child safety, but... Maybe also don't put that right on a huge waterfall. (laughs) Where there's, like, no guard railings, really. It was a beautiful palace, but it was not a good place for children to play. Yeah, maybe it's for the best that it all fell down. Well, shoddy construction. Well, you know, good thing those kids weren't in there. It shouldn't have all rested on the chandelier. (laughs) I don't understand why the chandelier being taken down meant the entire palace fell apart. (laughs) Because it was so, so dramatic. I feel like you would have had to try and pay extra for that kind of construction. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Where just, the whole thing is is depending on, like, a keystone type. Yeah, exactly. Chandelier. <laughs> exactly. It, did, it was a cool filming place, though. Although, again, with building it for your children, I'm like, have you never been to an American carnival? Like, do they not have carnivals in India with halls of mirrors? Because normally they're not billed as, like... Here's a fun place for kids a to fun, get lost A fun, wholesome in. place. It's built as a fun place that is slightly terrifying. Yeah, it's a little scary. Oh, there have been so many horror movie sequels that have ended in a hall of mirrors. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested. <laughs> well, a lot of bold decisions from the father. I can tell you that much. Many of which did not pan out. No. But Sonam Kapoor is super bummed when she finds out that she's the only person that seemed to care that they were two different people. She honestly is. Yeah. And she was really upset. And I was like, yeah, that's totally fair. You're like, wow. Especially when she was like, wow, you're so different. And I love that you seem like a different person than you were before. And then people are like, so they actually are different people. And now here's the real prince again. Have a good life. (laughs) Married to that guy. I know, which was crazy. Well, yeah, because the other people just had a relationship with him because he was their brother. Like, she would have actually needed to have a personal relationship with him. Which is so crazy because here's here's the the real world consequences that no (laughs) one ever 
explores. I would love to see a movie that was about this, about like after someone <laughs> finds out that there was a double role and they were like, someone successfully impersonated someone that was really close to them. And then the rest of their lives, they were like, how do I know who anyone is? Like, how do I know that anyone is real? Like they, you, like you'd have to constantly ask people questions. And... Right. You'd have to give people a lot of identifying scars and marks. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like they'd be altered or removed. It would really mess with your head. What if someone was like, oh yeah, that wasn't the real Hannah actually for the last like weekend that was, and you're yeah. like, oh, I couldn't tell what is happening. My world. I know that is really funny. But Sonam Kapoor was also the one that was, like, ready to walk out the door, too. Like, she shows up, and they have the world's worst lunch. I also am confused about why that guy, that advisor, thought he's taken a vow of silence for three days was ever going to work. Because what was he supposed to do when Sonam Kapoor starts crying? And it's like, I don't think I can do this. No, I know. I, I... Don't know that he would have been aware that that was the situation of their relationship because yeah. the prince never would have talked about that. He's so stodgy that he never would have said anything like that. I don't think the prince understood there was a problem. Oh, I don't think so either. I think he was like, well, it's fine. We're going to make it work because we're engaged. And yeah. That's what you do. I think if that had happened with the real prince, it would have just been, he would have been just frustrated. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And then he has to spend, um, so yeah, Prem has to spend a lot of time winning her back. Which is a lot of the singing and dancing. Yeah, it is. And he's so shameless. He's just like willing to make up stories about his childhood in order to give her some piece of (laughs) history. Right. I'm like, well, none of this is true. Like, what do you think is going to happen when the real prince comes back? And it's like, what are you talking about? Turns out what happened was the prince was like, oh, that's so crazy that you did that. All right. See you later. Yeah, the prince is real cool about the whole thing. And then he even, like, tried to be more like a prem with the princess. That, to me, would be the most disturbing part. Like, okay, so if I was the princess and I'd fallen in love with a guy. Okay, for one thing, I couldn't marry his lookalike. Because I would spend my whole time being like, you're not the guy. Like, the only guy that I want to be with and I'm in love with. And now I have to look at you and you look exactly like him, but you're not him. Like... There's no way I would even attempt for that marriage to happen. It would be made a thousand times worse by that. Exactly. But it would be even creepier if the guy tried to act like <laughs> I know. the other guy that I actually loved. Yeah, because you would never be that. Yeah, because your one true love, when he was leaving, was like, hey, try to be a nicer guy and like yeah. try, to, try to give her what she needs. <laughs> Which I think was the subtext when they both walked in and were like, so I tried to be more like you. I didn't, like, interrupt her or, like, say stuff to her. But, yeah, it uh, it turns out maybe you just need to marry her. It turns out we're two fundamentally different people. And also, this is a world in which a princess can marry anyone. It's also a world in which there's no PR disaster for a prince to have to explain, like, why the princess <laughs> is now not marrying you, but is marrying someone who looks exactly, <laughs> exactly like, like you, you. Because she's famous. That's going to get reported on. And he's there are going to be lots of pictures of him out there. And also, he he's like, oh, we're adopting you into our family because oh, we yeah. love you so much. Right. So then he's going to be around their family all the time. Right. What? The print. I'm all. All I can say is the prince better grow his mustache back. <laughs> the other thing that didn't turn into a PR disaster somehow is his coronation, where or I guess this is, was the party before the coronation that just turned into a huge soccer game between all the men and the women there. Yeah, instead I know. of giving a speech. 
And I assume a lot of important people were invited and then forced to play soccer in a muddy field. Well, the the Punjabis who were there, <laughs> were their honor was on the line. And they were like, how dare you think that we're going to back down from this? Right. And I love, because this is a movie, and they were like, oh, everyone, everyone's super into the soccer game. I'm like, man, if that had been me. In some of those nice saris? Even even if I'd shown up in shorts and a t-shirt. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't play soccer. I'm not gonna I'd be do like, that. okay, I'm gonna sit over here and like, yeah, read a book. How but about let me know when stuff's happening. I didn't want to be here anyway. Yeah, right. Uh, raise your hand if you would have rather listened to Anupam Kaur's, uh boring speech. Ooh, me. Yeah. <laughs> but the press is like not even a part of this movie, so. No, they're shockingly not. That's so interesting. There's never one single mention of any press outside of the press for the princess at the very beginning for her uh, charity. And I guess Prem's actor friend who plays a photographer. Oh, sure. But he's not real press, so (laughs) yeah, doesn't really count. Well, yeah, they were apparently fine with him just taking pictures of the assistant the whole time. Which, again, was part of the plot. Keeping her distracted. She was evil. (laughs) She never got redeemed. She's the only one who didn't get redeemed. But she also didn't get killed. No, I know. So presumably she just went off and lived a miserable life with no no good job references. Yeah, but she's pretty, so she's probably fine. Land on her feet. Mm-hmm. So for our next movie, we are going south for a Tamil language film called Padhalam Kedantu. Yeah. Let's say that that's what it is. Yeah. So this is weirdly also based on a South Korean movie. <laughs> so funny. I did not choose these for that reason, but... It's okay if you did. I did, because then it would have been Indian movies based on Korean movies. They have a lot. (laughs) That's true. But this is about a guy who is basically, like, a super low-level, like, thug and the neighborhood crime, and this woman moves in next to him who works in, like, IT, and she's, like, a very normal, straight-laced person. And it stars an actor that I quite like. We've seen many of his movies. Vijay Sethupathi. So that is available for rent on Amazon Prime, or it's also available on Sling. So we'll see you next time on An American's Guide to Bollywood. For more of An American's Guide to Bollywood, go to guidetobollywood.com. To contact us, write us at moreismorepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>